Literally Just Filler with Caleb and Rachel. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of none other than Literally Just Filler. I'm your host for the day, Caleb, with my co-host, Rachel. Rachel, if you could speak into the microphone, please. Hi, everyone. Glad that you can all join us this today for this episode of Literally Just Filler. We both have our brandy at hand. Our and smoking fire, Jackson. Our, Jack- smoke, our smoking Jacksons. Jackson jacket and our pipes. <laughs> and we're pipes. ready. That's right. To talk about <laughs> today's episode. Of course. It is the AFI Top 100 10th Anniversary Edition. Of uh, 100 Movies. 100 Movies. Yeah. We are at 99. Yes, it's we 99. We watched... Uh, last episode, we talked about Ben Hur. Ben Hur, yes. Opinion? We liked it. We gave it a. We both gave it a solid eight, I believe. Yeah. Uh, have you had a time to reflect on the film, like after the after the fact? Honestly, after doing the last podcast, I was like, I actually want to go back and watch this again. Wow, I'm the opposite. Really? Yeah, because I had to cuddle the film up. And stick it on the damn podcast. Oh, yeah, this is true. I had watched it again, technically, though very, very snippetly. Yeah, you went to the parts that you knew. Yeah. I'm good. That movie's damn too Yeah, long. I wish we could have given the film... I wish we could have given the film uh, a bit more time because it's such a big film and it really is a classic masterpiece. It's so goddamn long. But um, who wants to listen to us talk for three hours? I do. <laughs> <laughs> And we can if we really, really try. Oh, if we wanted to. Uh, but today's movie is number 99 on the list. 1995's... Uh, animated, no, CGI animated hit, Toy Story. That's right. It is uh, a film mm-hmm. that came out that year. In 1995. 1995. Right, uh, we, we'll, do that, we'll do that in a second. Yeah. Let's just do, let's do a bit of a rundown of Toy Story yeah, first. Okay. Uh, we have the information in front of us. Uh, directed by John Lasseter, mm-hmm. uh, starring the voice talent of Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. So this was at their peaks. This was their 90s peaks. 90s peaks. Probably Tim Allen's last La- peak. Yeah, yeah, to be honest. This is him coming off home improvement um, popularity into this. He was doing stand-up as well. Yeah, but like it was home improvement then mm. this. Um, yeah, Tim Allen uh, voicing Woody and Buzz. It was written by Josh Whedon. Uh-huh. Andrew Stanton, Stanton Joel Cohen, Cohen Alec Sokolow, and music by uh, Randy Newman, none other than Rakakuni. Remember? No? No. You watched it, didn't you? What? The um, the film uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I haven't watched it yet. Haven't you? No. He does the voice of Rakakuni. Oh, right. Well, there yeah, you and go. And he does a, there's a di- there's a crappy Disney song that's in this film. Oh, right. He, I love it. That he does, yeah. Okay. Uh, the tone and theme <laughs> Pixar desired for this film was toys deeply want children to play with them and this desire drives their hopes, fears and actions. Uh, which I think is represented fairly well. Yeah, in this film. Oh, yeah, gosh. big time. Um, what do you think of this movie? Let's give it a review. Let's give it a score. Oh, no, let's give it a score at the end. You want to do it at the end? At the end. Uh, yeah, because we're going we're gonna to do the... The the reviewers and critic scores. All right. Yeah. Well, this movie did come out in '95. Let's have a look at some of the movies that also came out in 1995. Uh, this year was ridiculous. This year of films is pretty much if you're a '90s baby, 
every film... Mid-90s. A mid-90s baby. Um, every film in this lineup is pretty much part of our DNA oh in God, some way. It is ridiculous. Way. Uh, 1995 had films such as... Oh, my... Even this one. I'm just pointing at Demon Knight for Tales from the Crypt. Maybe sucks. I watched the hell out of that movie <laughs> as a kid. Um, Before Sunrise, Sunrise was a big Highlander, the, the Final Dimension. dimension. Oh, is oh. It is Mario Van Peebles. Yeah. Yeah, this movie sucks. It was really bad. I saw it at the cinema. Wait, is that Gargoyles? The, yeah, the yeah, movie. The, the, the movie. That was good. Uh, In the Mouth of Madness, probably one of John Carpenter's best films. Uh, I love that movie. Is one of his apocalypse films. The, it's really good. I would have to say, Boys on the Side is an absolute classic film as well. Billy Madison. Oh. It was Adam Sandler's beginning for his um, uh, his crazy mu- movie series, crazy comedy films. Uh, uh, the Quick and the, the Dead, Dead, a Sam Raimi film. Yep. Yep. This movie's really good. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. I love this movie. Young DiCaprio. Yeah. Russell Crowe. Kevin Hackman. Kevin Conway is yeah. in this. Sharon Stone. Keith David, freaking this movie's awesome. Is it? Um, this is also R- Russell Crowe's in this film yeah. as well. Yeah, Lance Henriksen. I love Lance Henriksen. He passed away recently, but he's he's, he's great. This is a Gary yeah. Sinise. What the hell? Yeah, I don't watch this movie again. He's the father that she <laughs> shoots in the head. Yeah, you're right. Um, Shallow Grave. This was Danny Boyle's first big film. Yep. Remember Danny Boyle? Twenty Eight Days Later, Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, he's that one. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking great film. Village of the Dam. I really Village of the Dam. I really terrible or whatever. I love watching that movie. <laughs> it's a, Freaky I, Friday? That, you know how it's Christopher Reeves is the lead in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. And he's getting attacked by the kids and he's like, he has to... Which cre- one are we talking about? Uh, Village of the Dam. Oh, yeah. And he has to create... A, he thinks of a wall so they can't penetrate his mind. I f- use that technique to quiet my mind to go to sleep. Just Picture think... Picture a wall. I think of a wall. And then my mind is like, oh, well, she's thinking of a boring thing. Let's just shut down. I count backwards from 100. And if I don't fall asleep by the number 80, I start back at 100. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's good for your mind to just be (laughs) like, this is boring. Uh, The Langoliers came out at that time. Uh, This is a film that Sam and I both love. Right? It is a weird apocalypse film, Stephen King thing. Uh, The book is great up till the ending and the TV show movie the TV movie it's bad okay yeah but I loved it as a kid no uh, City of Lost Children this movie blew my mind it's a French film I took um, on my birthday Ron kids Kelman. to see yeah no it's great it's a French movie um, I took all my friends on my birthday to see this at the cinema that didn't go down well because no. it's a French art house film Brave Tales Tom. from the Hood Casper Johnny yes. Mnemonic Oh my god, these movies Congo. Congo. <laughs> What's the name of the monkey in that? I can't remember. Ah, oh, Hannah, wasn't it? And she signed. Yeah, remember? sign language. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, we got lost there. Yeah, Caleb got lost there. I lost interest after the first four months of that year. I should have compiled a list. Yeah. Because Heat, Jumanji, Jumanji, Sabrina, come on. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's talk a bit about Toy Story. 1995 was an amazing year. I'm going to have to cut that the hell down. Yes, you are. I'm going to cut that down to five minutes. Yeah, right? yeah. Or even less. Because yeah. that year is is stupid for movies. What do you want? GoldenEye came out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll go over the story and then we'll go and uh, talk a bit about uh, the cultural impact, um, some of the reviews, yeah. and some of the usual stuff as we do it. Cool. Alrighty. Now, it opens up. 
Uh, it's Andy's birthday. Yes. Yeah, so, well, it starts off with. Doesn't it start off with the song? Does it? What's the song? You got a friend of me. No, it's after he's playing. You are right, sir. No, it doesn't. It starts off with uh, yeah, being played. That's right. It starts off with uh, stick him up, hold him up. Yes. Little theme. All right, everyone. This is a stick up. Don't anybody move. Yes. Yeah. So um, it's Me. Andy being uh, Andy playing with, with his, his toys, toys. Uh, and it introduces some of the characters. Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Um, Ham the piggy bank. Yeah. Uh, Rex. Rex the slinky dog. Little Bo Peep. Yeah. Uh, a remote controlled car. Yeah. RC. Yep, and his and the platoon of Green Army men. Yep, uh, and they find out that, and we find out as an audience that Andy is moving out in about a week's time. Yes, and so because of that, his birthday party has been moved ahead. Yep, pull my string. The birthday party's today. And this, uh, the news that Andy's mum has moved up the birthday party has caused the other toys to freak out, but also comment uh, that Woody is not worried about. Um, about the new toys coming in. I'm not worried. You shouldn't be worried. Of course Woody ain't worried. He's been Andy's favourite since kindergarten. Because he's top dog. But that's the thing. Like This is the one thing that I find so bizarre Mm. for this movie is that even though he is top dog, so he's taken up a leadership position, he still respects everyone. Yeah. Know what I mean? He treats everyone fairly and he acts as... He's not some dictator or... A horrible human being. No, they all accept him as their the one in charge, their leader. Yeah, but he also as a, as their friend. Yeah, which is a stark like a neck break thing for later. What happens in the film? Yeah, it feels like all these toys are just jerks. Oh yeah, like the switch over. I was it like, they're unreal. literally willing to kill this man. Like he's a dictator. It, it is. Freaking crazy. Anyway, they're freaking out about this birthday because toy, new toys means replacements. Old toys get thrown away yeah. or shoved in a toy box. Yeah, and forgotten. And as we find out in the story, the purpose of a toy is to be played with their human. That is their only purpose. That is their only purpose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like strong feelings, strong themes of... Um, uh, friendship, family, yeah, uh, belonging, yeah, belo- and belonging, yeah, yeah, so. and purpose as well. I would also argue, a hundred percent. That's what this whole film's about. Yeah. Um, so yes, there is next scene is a huge thing about them organizing a operation. Uh, yeah, with the, army men. with the Green Army Men, which yeah, is so to, cool. Uh, and it's a great scene, right? When they uh, the kids are walking around and coming one by one what, with the with the to- with the boxes with the presents. Yeah. yeah, we are code red. Recon plan, Charlie. Execute. Let's move, 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 move. Uh, I think out. the best line in all of that is when they open up the largest box and it's just a set of um, bed sheets. Yeah. I think Ham says, who invited that kid? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. Oh, Mr. Potato Head. Who invited that kid? Yeah. It appears to be. Okay, it's bed sheets. Who invited that kid? <laughs> who invited that? What a jerk child. And you know what the weirdest thing is as an adult? Those probably cost more than majority yeah, of those the toys to- now. Yeah, it's like as an adult, I was like, "Wow, that was really smart and nice of that family because they're <laughs> well, moving and they need new uh, stuff." Exactly. But as a kid, I remember hearing that and going, "Man, that kid sucks." Yeah, he's not coming to the next one. Well, he would because he offered a present. I've yeah. gone to. Fr- I've gone. To, I've had birthday parties where kids did not give me anything, and you still invited them because they're your friends. Of course, yeah. your friends don't need to bring you. Pre- what I um most realized what I realized the most here in this scene was um looking at this as an adult is how adult this 
movie actually is, but we'll get more into that later on. Yes, 100%. So we find out that, um, uh, what's the name of it? Woody is Woody. friends mostly with Slinky dog, dog. Slinky Dog. Yeah. Uh, he's got respect from everyone else, and there's a love interest in Little Popeep. Yep. Right? Which doesn't actually fruition, come to fruition until the end of the film unceremoniously. Yeah, and really doesn't reach a full conclusion until Toy Story 4. And it's a terrible conclusion. It's, Toy Story 4 is awful. I haven't watched it yet, but I do love the message of Toy Story 4. What? What's the message? It's um, moving on and, you know, reconnecting with past loves and, you know, letting go. It's a, Woody, and we're going to talk about this later in regards to the theories of Toy Story mm-hmm. about... Uh, the absence of parents and how sure. Woody f- fills that role. Mm-hmm. And it's like in Toy Story 4, again, I've only read it, I haven't seen it, is that it's an adult letting go of the need to be a you parent. Mean like literally the ending of Toy Story 3? Yeah, the, which is why everyone went, why the hell do we have a Toy Story 4? Because we got the conclusion in Toy Story 3. Yeah, Toy Story th- 4 was a cash grab. Oh, it totally uh, was. It was a terrible story and it... It throws everything about Little Bo Peep into the bin. Yeah. That made her a character you relate to. Yeah. Or you like and made her some crappy action hero that don't need no man. Yeah. It's terrible. I I love the fact that the Muppets and the Muppets 2, the reboot, made reference that they were waiting for Tom Hanks to have a lull period to want to make Toy Story 4. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anyway... They find out there's one more hidden toy that comes out that mum was waiting for. Yeah, it was a surprise present. Uh, Huge the box. Radio big box. disappears. They they got interference. They get, no, I think it's um is it interference? Oh, oh the, the battery the battery drops out because yeah. they're, they're panicking. <laughs> yeah. They're panicking. They open it up and it's a Buzz Lightyear, yeah. which is the hot new toy that my brother had when Toy Story came out. It wings would pop out. All the buttons would work. Yeah. The laser light was just an LED that didn't actually have a laser. Because lasers were dangerous as a kid. Yes, they They're were. They're dangerous nowadays. And we still No one cared. cared. I know kids who shove that laser into their eye yeah. and press the button. It was... The I don't say do that, but kids certainly certainly did. In the, it was all the rage. Yeah, so we discovered that there's a new toy. Andy is so excited. We don't, we don't... The audience doesn't know and the toys don't know what this new toy is. All they know is that the kids are running upstairs with this toy. Take that, Zerg! Quick, make a space! This is where the spaceship lands! So the new toy comes. Yes. It's a Buzz Lightyear, and Woody is freaking out. Yeah. Right? Because there's a new hero in town, the latest thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, so he comes in, but, but the thing uh, that annoys Woody is that he's also being shifted from his spot on the bed. 100%. So. Um, and this is the start of Woody's crisis, because how dare Andy cast him aside like that? So here's where the things get weird, yeah. right, with uh, Toy Story. This is where it's an adult story. Yes, very right? much so. It's a very adult story uh, hidden away into a kid show. But, so here's the thing that always got to me. None of this, there's no animosity from any of the other toys but Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, he's stirring the pot. It is just him being such a dick yeah. through the whole thing. Yeah, for something that is a preschool toy, he is a real... Buzz Lightyear to the rescue! Oh. Hey, Woody's got something like that. His is a pool strike. Only it's... only it sounds like a car ran over it. You don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off. Hey, a laser! How come you don't have a laser, Woody? It's not a laser, it's a... 
It's a little light bulb that blinks. What's with him? Laser envy. Bastard of a thing. Oh, yeah, but that's the thing. I feel like none of what happens in this film would have happened. <laughs> if it wasn't for Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I totally agree with you, yeah. Uh, yeah, it blew my mind. I'm watching this film and I'm thinking, holy crap, everything that happens. There's a point later in the movie where they're like, I got Buzz guy back, guys. And he's, you know, and he's across the, the other house. Yeah. And he sends over the skipping rope. Yeah. Or whatever it is, lights, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and then it's literally Mr. Potato Head trying to make it look like that he's still the villain. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And okay. then he's the one that throws off the rope at the end. Yeah. Tie it on to something. Wait, 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 wait. I got a better idea. How about we don't? Hey. Potato head. Did you all take stupid pills this morning? Have you forgotten what he did to Buzz? Murderer! No! No, 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 murdering no, 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 it's how quickly Woody's friends abandon him. Yeah, there's, it doesn't seem like there's animosity or, or jealousy, but it really exactly. does. Everyone looks up to him as like a, a leadership role yeah. and they respect him. And trust he's, like he's, his word is law. And then as, as soon as he ha- shows one little flaw, they're on him. It's insane. Yeah. Um, to the point where it just, if the message to kids out there is that your friends will turn on you on a dime. Yeah, on a right? moment, as soon as the new cool kid comes in town, they will no longer care about you. <laughs> and you have to do everything from whatever respect you've had built up, you need to do everything in your power to gain you, back that respect. You have to go on a self, uh, self-discovery self journey, almost die. <laughs> yes. Um, but what the worst part was, uh, the, the, I think we've talked about this, but Bo Peep's character. Yeah. His his honey, his love interest, his love interest abandons him, oh, and I she's and I, she's still head over heels for him. He's still head over heels for after. That no, is insane. I, I think she's just being flirty with him. Like you know, girls do that with their like. No, oh. but, but it's not like because she smooches him at the end. Remember who? Booty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Like I feel like their dynamic. Like she was always, she's always Woody's doll. Let's put it. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, and it was just like, oh, I'm, I'm flirting with Buzz in front of my boyfriend. Just no, but that's see. the thing. In the in the first movie, she's not flirting with Buzz. And she abandons him. See? No, but she aban- she abandons him like all the rest of the toys. Yeah, yeah. That leadership role's gone. Yeah. So oh, she yeah, just she does. She turn around. The sheep turn away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's disgusting. And then all of a sudden, Woody is. You know, he's on all fours and he's freaking barking like a dog for again at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. So I don't know what message this movie is <laughs> trying to tell. Maybe Woody has some, like, real messed up backstory leading up to this point. Well, it Where are all the Indian dolls, huh? Yeah, this is true. He could be dealing with some. <laughs> it's Blood Meridian all over again. He's so got a belt pre- of ears. We're, we're getting pretty deep at 15 minutes into this movie. Yeah. Not even that. All right. Anyway, uh, montage time. Yep. All right. It's... Buzz and it's not a montage, but it's it's a series of events where Buzz is slowly shown to becoming Andy's favorite. I was going to say it is a montage because there's the song going over it as What's well. What's the song? Strange top of the world. No, strange the... things are happening yeah, to that's me. That's what literally started singing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't sound. It like... starts. I was on top of the world. And... No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I was on top of the world, living high, riding my pocket. Anyway, so Randy Newman starts harping along. Yeah. And after a moment, and we see the world of Andy change. Because this is not the toy's world. No. This, this is Andy's, Andy's world. world. Um, 
Yes, uh, this would actually, I do want to bring this up later for the theories. Oh, yes. Yes, um, where everything is, uh, uh, I don't think it's a theory I've actually written down, but it's one of the theories I have read. All the toys coming to life are actually make-believe in Andy's mind. Yeah. It's him thinking of what's happening to the toys. Yeah, and he's, he's not, not looking. Yeah. yeah, it's, um, have you ever cognitive bias? I know the first word and the second word in a whole sentence. What uh, is no, it? No, it's, um, it's, it's cognitive Cognitive dissonance, and I didn't pause the recording just then to look it up, that's for sure. <laughs> it is a thing that certain babies get. It's a theory, right? It's not 100% proven because you can't really prove um, babies. But it's the belief that a human being, uh, when looking at something, uh, sees it as real when it's there, and when it's no longer in eyesight, it stops no, to exist. Uh, also, when you're playing Bicky Boo, yes, kids actually think the person has disappeared. Exactly. Yes. And... Possibly, Woody and all the toys, thanks to cognitive dissonance in Andy's brain, yeah. all of a sudden come to life when he's not there. Yeah. Right? And they're doing all these things. And it helps explain, like, what happened to my toys? Remember at the end, it's like, oh, you found Woody and Buzz. Where were they? And he says, they were in the car the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And that's him trying to justify what happened. Okay. In his head, there's a huge adventure with that nasty kid next door. Yeah. But let's get to that point. Yep. What do you think of that anyway? What the cognitive dissonance thing, where the ki- toys only exist because they exist in Andy's mind as coming alive. As one of the theories. Yeah. No. 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 Fair enough. Let's move oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Woody and Buzz. The heads are bumping a lot. Yeah. After the montage. After the montage. Yeah. Buzz believes he's an actual space ranger. Yeah. Right, and that <laughs> everything that's happening to him is just him trapped on another weird alien planet. Yeah, it's so great because you think, oh, it's it's a funny moment, but it's like a, a crisis of identity. It's like you believe you're something, and there's this other guy screaming at you, "No, that is not your god. <laughs> that is your god over yeah. there." Yeah. It's like you are, yeah, you know, you. It's are the Spanish a- coming over to South America. <laughs> And yeah, it's just changed. It's when you're a kid watching this, you say, "Hey, those those are toys that I've seen at the toy store," mm. and then all of a sudden they're asking or telling you big things like that. It's like, no, you, you you're a plaything. So that's the thing. So this is another really messed up idea. Are all Buzz Lightyear's? Yeah, they are. Because in the sequel, they all think the same then way. Then they all think the same way. So does that mean that every single toy before they are unwrapped? are in this weird space where they are what they are. Yeah, they are what they are. And you have to kind of break them like horses. Yeah, like they come to conscious awareness that they are are an individual thing. We're talking about freaking Toy Toy Story. Story. Oh, my God. Anyway, that's really messed up. Yeah. The idea that you are breaking down a living creature. Yeah. Um, A species with some sort of omniscience. What's the term? Ominence? No. Oh. A creature that has uh, self-awareness. Basically, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And you're breaking them down so that they fall into line. Yeah. Because what if they are wrong? Yeah. Right? What if the toys are actually wrong? Yeah. And Buzz is from another planet. Blah. We, Of course, we know that as an audience. No. No, yeah. But still, you're forcing a mentality upon another toy. Yeah. It's Ugh. like, you're not in line. This is not the... This is the status quo. Like. Yeah, basically. Yeah. We exist for this child. On, on the flip side, it's the same thing with the Matrix. Because you're believing you're in a certain world. Yeah. And then you're forcibly yanked out of it. Yeah. And like in the Matrix, it's less 
um, it's it's less simple, like subtly symbolic. Yeah. Because the Matrix, they are literally being reborn. Oh <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, but this is uh, kind of yeah. Yeah, right, it's a, yeah, it is. Yeah, Buzz is being reborn. We're looking at Buzz as like a newborn child, and given consciousness. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know because we don't really see new toys coming out. Yeah. But they ha- they also adopt the personalities of what those toys are. Yeah. Right? Yes, they do. Because in, in the fourth one, they had the uh, Keanu Reeves stuntman. Um, I haven't, haven't seen, seen the fourth one. Basically, he's a stuntman. Yeah. Right? And that's his character. Yeah. So that means that you adopt the character yeah. or the personality of the toy that you created upon. Yeah. Same as Barbie. Remember, she was a ditzy blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, does that mean all Barbies are like that? Well, that, we're going way off topic, but that, like, Barbie's persona is that ditzy blonde, but you could see that there were layers yeah. to her as well. Anyway. Let's get back to the story. story. Let's try to mums? power through it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Andy says, um, no, his mum says, I've got a surprise for you because they're moving soon. So yeah. all their food is gone. Yeah. They're taking them to Planet Pizza. Yeah. Right? Kind pizza of a planet. Pizza Planet. Oh, all this packing makes me hungry. What would you say to dinner at, uh, oh, Pizza Planet? Pizza Planet? Oh, cool. It's an iconic uh, symbol from Pixar films. Yes, it Every is. Every single film has that stupid car in it. The Yo car. Yes. The Toyota. Uh, and because Buzz, how does how do they not get rid of Buzz? How does Woody get rid of Buzz? He kind of knock, he knocks him out. He knocks him out of the window yeah. with the lamp. That's right. Yeah. But it was on purpose. Was it, it on purpose? It was on It was. Purpose. It was on no, purpose. No, what he wanted to do was get... He didn't want to push him out of the window. He wanted to trap him into the crack between the the desk and the wall, mm-hmm. so Andy would lose him and he would have to take Woody. Yes. So that it got out of hand and he's the lamp hit him out of the. So what it, what it was was that Woody was planning to knock Buzz on the other side of the desk. Yeah. Yes, and then in the lamp just knocks him out yeah, the window. window. We've got trouble. Trouble? Where? Down there. Just down there. A helpless toy. It's, it's, he's trapped. All right. He goes out the window. Yeah. Uh, Woody gets taken. Yep. And the whole gang thinks Woody pushed him out. Mr. Potato Head. Yes. He forces it upon everyone. I mean, Humpty Dumpty was pushed. No. By Woody. What? So in the car, Woody goes and Buzz jumps in the back as well. Yep. Right. And they're driving. They stop at a petrol station. Yep. Uh, and that's when Buzz jumps in. Oh, that's when um, Woody gets taken out and the car drives away. Yeah. Right. And Buzz and Woody try to figure out how to get back. Woody says uh, there's a rocket ship. Yeah. And they both jump in the planet, Pizza Planet car yeah. and they drive back to Pizza Planet. Yeah. Right. You yeah. think it's the beginning of, um, do you remember this, like the Minions? Yeah. Right. And I think it was this type of character that the Minions is based on. It's the little green aliens. The little green aliens, yeah. Yeah, and I think this is... The Claw. The Claw. How freaking annoying is that? The Claw. No, but those aliens were like super popular. Yeah. Everyone had a little crappy alien toy. They were definitely a big marketing thing. Can we just go back to them in the rocket ship? It also, the iconic scene of that is when... Woody screams out for the first time, you are a toy. Yes, 100%. <laughs> you are a toy. You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear. You're, a, uh, you're an action figure. You are a child's plaything. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. Yeah, you're <laughs> a sad, strange little man. Farewell, my friends. Yes. Uh, so anyway, it's, it's a great scene. I think Pizza Planet 
might have been as a child my dream party place to go to. Of course, it was like back in the day when this movie came out. We still had Einstein's, which was I our, remember that. Yeah. yeah, so we had that there. So it was like that, but cooler because they had more games. But yeah, that was a dream dream place. It was like time zone times ten. Yeah, it was time. It was Kingpin, but down south Kingpin. Have you been to Kingpin in Melbourne? Yes, I have. I went to, uh, I think it was Armadale. Oh, it is insane. It is insane. We went to the one next to the casino. It That that place wasn't for kids. Uh, yes, it is disgusting how insane Kingpin is and Time Zone is compared to what we get in crappy little Darwin. Uh, yeah. Anywho. Anyway, um, you tell me what happens next. So uh, Woody Buzz is looking to get into a spaceship. He's looking around. They're not all to be specifications until he sees a yellow rocket that looks like a spaceship. And he jumps into the machine, which is the claw machine with yeah. the little green men. Uh, and then we find the the major antagonist of the film, Yep, which is Sid. Sid. Woody climbs into the rocket ship after Buzz and then they're amongst the little green men. Uh, then we hear this kid being aggressive on another game, mm-hmm. and we realise that the kid is Sid, the nightmare neighbour from it next door. Yep. Buddy, buddy now. <laughs> uh, Woody. The claw yeah. grabs Buzz because there's a Buzz Lightyear yeah. inside it. Whoa. Yeah. And he grabs it up, and Woody tries to grab it, but he, uh, the freaking aliens push him up with it. The, cho- what, the claw has chosen. Yes. He has been chosen. Oh uh, and Sid shouts out. Oh. Double prizes. Double prizes. All right, double prizes. Yes. Jesus Christ, we've seen this movie way but, too yeah. much. Uh, Brainwashed. It's, um, I think it cuts back to the other toys. It's trying to save. Buzz. Buzz. By right? using um, the monkeys. The monkeys. Uh, then we cut back to Sid's house. And then we see the nightmare toys. Yeah. Right? So the t- forgotten toys. Basically, that's what they are. Yeah. Right? The, the classic forgotten toys story. The old British one? No? Forgotten toys. And there's a raggedy Ann. There's a rag- and a bear and they try to find their owner. They're the symbolization of forgotten toys. Okay. No? You don't remember this? No. No? The forgotten toys. Yeah. No, all I remember is raggy dolls, but they're not. Oh, God. Anyhow, Why? Why Raggy Dolls? Because it had such a catchy theme song. Well, how'd it go? Simple Minds. You can <sighs> you can edit a film music clip to that in the podcast. <laughs> Refuse. Uh, anyway, we see all these really disturbing, messed up toys. They have been abused by Sid. Yep. And we see Sid. Sid's world. It's a grunge 90s bedroom. I don't even think it's grunge. It I mean, is. What is it's, it? it's like Dead it's, Kennedys it, 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 type of stuff. Yeah, it's all neon lights and it's like, it's obviously his big brother's room that he's taken so. over. I mean, look at it. It's, it looks like, no, because he's the big brother. He's the only one. Oh, yeah. And it's um, he's basically a grunge kid, right? An anti-establishment Weirdo child who not lives in the cut, attic. Not clean cut and regimented like the cowboys in space. No, he's got like uh, milk container, milk crates for storing all of his what junk. What we're getting is that he's He's poor. a rich kid. He's white trash. No, no but he's not. Because we, we see his sister. No, it's they not. have all these this money and this toys. They are not white trash. You he's are a right. Disturbed child. Child, yes, that's yes. All it he's is. a violent child, and that's his aesthetics. Yeah, he's a school shooter. 
Um, anyway, uh, we discover his room. It is it is dank and dirty. We see these awful toys that have been you mutated. Just know the carpet's gross. Uh, we see the selection of toys called Babyface, Ducky, the Frog, the Hand in the Box, Jingle Joe. These are such cool designs, by the way. Yes. And uh, Legs, Legs, who we've all just realized now as adults, is slang for hooker. She's a hooker. <laughs> well, she's got a oh, hook. my God, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pump yeah. Boy. These the are ad- such cool monster designs, too. These were toys that sold out as well. From there... After we see the toys, uh, we discover it's messed up and that every toy is afraid. We yep. discover that. We meet Sid's dog, yep. which uh, Sid uses to like throw toys at and they destroy. We meet Sid's sister, who is just a plain little little girl. Yeah, looks like Boo, an early draft of Boo Basically, from the, yeah. of Monster Inc. Uh, and she's being traumatized by her brother, who does awful recreations of her to- dolls, Barbie yep. dolls and messed up stuff like that. Yeah, looks like Cynthia. Her dolls look like Cynthia from... Rugrats. Yeah. Right? Anyway, from there, we've... uh, This is like the major turning point for Buzz. Yeah. All right? Buzz has to face that he is not a space ranger. Yeah. That he is, in fact, a toy. He goes through an identity crisis. He does. (laughs) His Um, breakdown's fantastic. How does it happen, though? Um, because he thinks he can fly. Like Woody is trying to tell him, like he. No, no, no. That's not what happens. Because that's at the end of the montage. Because the music occurs. Oh yeah, and they're being tortured in various ways. I think so. He comes across a commercial on TV. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Advertising Buzz Lightyear toys. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear, the world's greatest superhero, now the world's greatest toy. And from that point, he realizes that he is a toy. Yeah. He is, his laser is nothing but a little light. Yeah. Uh, his wings are just plastic. Yeah. Right? Cue Randy Newman's song. Out among the stars I see, way beyond the moon. I have to say, there's this, besides that, there's this wonderful little moment where he removes a sticker and it says Made in Taiwan. Yes. And it's just because they throw that back in the later movies. So, oh, do they? yeah, yeah. Oh, they do, right. Yeah, yeah. so just a, a little moment to acknowledge. But, yeah, uh, he sees the commercial, and, you know, God, God, God bless the, the animators. It's a really emotional scene. And then Buzz is like, screw this. I don't believe this. I believe I'm. He can fly. That he can fly. And then yeah. he, he climbs the banister of the railing uh, for the stairs, and he looks out an open window, and he. Jumps. He jumps. Yep. Credits. Yeah, the that's end the end of the, of the movie. It's just it's Buzz <laughs> plunging into the darkness of the abyss. It's just the 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 emotion of it all. Like you really believed it for a moment because us kids, as an audience, are seeing toys move. Yes, I never for a second thought he could fly. No, no, but, so, but at that scene when he jumped, I never thought, oh, he's going to make it. I yeah. thought he's going to crash, and this is how he learns. But that, but that's what I'm saying. As a child, and seeing toys move. As a child watching it, it's like toys are moving. What makes of course he's going to fly, but it's the audiences as a kid. I'm saying as a kid. Really? I never, 100%. I mean, we all do, but there's all that hope and optimism, I think, in that moment. No, I thought it was it was supposed to be... I'm not saying that I'm 100% thinking this because it's been forever. Yeah. I was in year six when this movie came out. Really? Or year five. No, younger than that. For me, year five, 100%. 95. Year five in school. It was, came out in 95. I'm just counting how old I am. Uh, I was nine. Seven. We're not that much. That's not our age difference. 
No, but I'm saying in terms of what I was thinking at ah. the time, I never once thought he would fly. Right. Because I remember that feeling as a child, thinking he, he's going to land and hurt himself because he's not a yeah. he's not a he's a toy. Yeah. Right. Anyway, he tries to get out the window. He crashes. Arm pops off. Yep. Uh, Buzz, uh, to- uh, Woody. Yeah. Finds Buzz later. Yeah. Playing as Mrs. Nesbit. Yeah. Right. With his um, with Sid's little sister. Yep. Uh, having a tea party. Having a tea party. And Buzz is technically drunk. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he's sucking down Darjeeling or oh, Darjeeling, whatever tea. tea. <laughs> uh, technically, he's drunk and he's uh, going through a crisis where Good he's voice very, very upset. Jim Allen. When you're defending the whole galaxy and suddenly you find yourself sucking down Darjeeling with Marie It's all that cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, that was he, he was put in jail for, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cocaine, yeah. So he knows what it is to be lost and questioning himself while high. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, uh, he realised they need to escape. Yeah. Right. He buzz will not snap out of it. Yeah. And it's not until slaps him with his own hand. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, he gets fixed by the the creepy toys. Yeah. And it's not until Buzz realises that his only friend is Woody. Yeah. Does he snap out of it when Sid straps a, uh, a rocket? Yeah. And the rocket is called uh, the big one or something like that. It's yeah. something really lame. Uh, the big I, one. Yeah. It's called the big one, yes. And yeah, that's when he realizes, oh crap, I've got to get Woody out of this and get Woody back to his person. Yeah. Which is now my person as yeah. well. Um, we never mentioned, talked a bit about, I know, we never touched this, but we never talked about the theory of slavery because on the bottom of Buzz's and Woody's feet oh is the name Andy is the name Andy yeah yeah well they we can talk about that later we'll talk about it let's just get through yeah let's just get through the end of the movie Anyway, this this is the ramp up to the end, yep. right? I remember loving this as a kid, that excitement of um, the... Because it's, it's like five things occur all at once. And there's a countdown. There's a countdown. Yeah. It is, it is intense for a kid's movie. Yeah. And the stakes are so high for the characters, but so low in the real world. <laughs> it's, so re- it's like they've really got to get into the car before it goes or they lose Andy. Or, and, and they're about to be blown, blown up. up. Yeah. And there's a dog. Yeah. And there's those toys. Yeah. All right. So here's what happens in process. Do you want me to tell it? Yeah, yeah, you go. All right. Um, he uh, Sid wants to blow up Woody. Can't find him. Buzz. No, he wants to blow oh, up Woody. Oh, and then Woody. Woody and he finds Buzz. That's he right. He finds Buzz. So yeah. he tapes up Buzz. He takes him outside. He wants, he's uh, about to light him up. Um, he's got his stupid dog out there. And Woody... Because uh, I think he's trapped under a crate at that moment. Yeah. He uh, gets out and he uses the toys, the misbegotten toys, to help him. Yeah. They catch a plan to do something and it fails. Yeah. Right? Because they're toys. Yeah. So what the toys do is they come alive. And that's, I think, one of the most memorable film parts of this whole movie is the creepy toys proving that they're alive to Sid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's where that other theory of... Um, the toys are only inside of Andy's it's, mind. Ah, uh, yes. Because why haven't they done this to anything else? Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, why haven't they done this to literally anything else? Yeah. Right? It's insane. Yeah. Um, so the toys are alive. In the real world. In the real in this in the Toy Story world. <sighs> I guess they have to be, right? They to have to be. I considering the whole world of Pixar, I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Yeah. They are? The toys are alive. All right. 
So the toys are alive, right? Yeah. And they are basically Schrodinger's cat. Yep. Where when you're looking at them, they're both alive and dead. It, it, to me, it feels like, oh, I can't remember what the hell it is. There's a there's a certain, like a neuron or something like that, not a neuron, uh, and one of those really, really tiny things, like a molecule. Yeah. Right? Smaller that, than an atom? Uh, smaller than an atom. I can't remember what it is. But basically, it's this thing that only moves when not observed. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Uh, uh, it might be a, a weeping neuron. angel. A, we- a weeping <laughs> angel. A toy's weeping angel could be right because they only move when obse- when not observed. observed yeah, yeah. Because they're moving when cameras are on and all that. Because they they actively avoid them. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and there's in scenes in part two where they are. You can see them running in the cameras. Yeah, yeah. So they're alive. So they're only but human uh, observation makes them inert. Yeah. Can't. Except when they fo- except. The messed up toys. No, because even Woody started talking. I was going to say, a toy has to be really disturbed to do it. But yeah. Woody does the thing. He does the whole Hell, exorcist so head spin. And and actually doesn't talk from his toy box. Actually, mouth it. it. Yeah. As we pe- Sid freaks out. Yeah. He drops Woody uh, and Woody helps Buzz. And the toys chase Sid away. Yeah. Sid's scarred for life. Yeah. More so than what he really what he Re- was. Really before. Yeah. That's a kid that needs a hiding. Yeah. <laughs> That's a kid who was going to shoot up shoot up a school but now is going to a psychiatric ward oh yeah yeah 100% yeah events occur alright they're running after the after the truck the rest of the toys are in the back waving and they say oh it's Woody and they try to close it and it's Mr. Freaking Potato Head not again. only that he actually gets inside the truck and they chuck him out that's of the right truck. Jesus Christ because I think he, it's Ham that does that it, it does that because um, he grabs RC the car and Kicks RC off. That's right. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's at it again. That's right. And then they're like, oh, no, what's going on? He's going crazy. And then they chucked him off. And the whole point was because Buzz was there. Yeah. So they, RC's there. um, They use the car to drive. Yeah. Right. And they, uh, the slinky dog realizes. And they somehow communicate. Is it walkie talkie, I think? No, I think they're just, um, the the binoculars guy is kind of just looking out and they're going from, from there. Slinky Dog is like, all right, hold on to me. I'm going to go out there and try and catch him. Yes. And then uh, RC runs out of batteries. At that point, they realize they've failed. Yeah. Um, except for, of course, Buzz has a... Rocket. Yes. And he still has matches. Just, yeah. That from Sid. Sid put into his... Um, holster. His holster. Yeah. yeah. That for Woody, that's right. For Woody. Because he was going to save it for the next day. Yeah. Uh, at that point, they try to light it, and they finally do light one. Car drives over, goes out. Yeah. Right? That's a great scene. Yeah, the, the whole despair. Uh, and then Woody realizes he can use his Buzz's helmet yes. as a way of refracting the light to actually cause the spark in the uh, wick yep. for the rocket. Yep. Yep. And the rocket explodes. All right. This, I remember this in the Toy Story video game on the Mega Drive. Yep. There's a, <laughs> the game sucked. Everyone says it's great. It sucked. There's a great, two, it's a 2D um, side scroller. And you have to control Buzz as he's holding Woody to throw him back into the truck. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that game really sucked. It was hard too. It's hard. Oh, yeah. All those classic games. are. Have you ever played Disney Hercules again? I don't want to. That was on the PlayStation 1. That was on the PlayStation 1. Yeah, Playing it again, it, it's just like three, three, three outs, and you have to start from the start. Yeah, there's no way to get extra lives, like, if I remember. No, oh, you can get extra lives. But oh, there's save points, though. There's no save points. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's like playing The Lion King. If you die in level six, that's it. You go back. I played, oh, 
I think The Lion King was the only Disney game I completely finished. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I own... It was uh, the the first console I ever got was a Mars system, but then I got a Mega Drive when I was older yeah. with The Lion King. It was yeah. like one of those combined packs. Yeah. Yeah. It I played was... the crap out of that game. Anyway. Let's get to the end of this goddamn movie. They get there. Yeah. They join the toys again. We see Mr. Potato Head get his comeuppance with the freaking RC smashing him into pieces. <laughs> and um... Everyone's happy. Yep. Everyone's patting Woody on the back. Yep, for being the hero. For being the hero. He accepts it. Uh, no, that's not what happens, is it? They throw the RC, RC into... And then Buzz uses his wings to actually fly. Yeah. And he flies over to... The, the, the car. Parents' car. And he lands in the box. And he turns around and says, I found my toys, Can Mom! we just acknowledge that... The awesome iconic line, not to to infinity would be the most iconic, but it's that this isn't flying, this is falling with style. Yeah, that's great. It's a great line. Hey, Buzz, you're flying. This isn't flying, this is falling with style. Uh, he lands the toys and he finds his toys. He's happy. Smash cuts to Christmas time. Yeah. Same operation as the beginning of the film. They're yep. trying to figure out if there's a new toy. Buzz is worried now that he's going to be replaced because he's nervous. Yes. Yeah. And then what happens? Uh, puppy dog. Puppy dog. That's it. That's it. Oh, Mr. Potato Head get a, gets a Mrs. Potato Head. Yes. What <laughs> if she didn't like him? What if, ex- okay, not just that. Why does Mr. Pot- Mr. Potato Head get a reward at the end of this film? Why isn't he thrown piece by piece off the back of that truck? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What? It's bizarre. <laughs> Caleb against Mr. Potato Head. I freaking hate that character. After watching the movie again recently, yeah. that character is literally an antagonist to Woody the whole movie. So he's a real bad guy. Yeah, well, if if it wasn't for him, yeah. right, Woody would not be the jealous weeder that he was. Yeah, because he was the, the voice and the ear. Yes. Yeah, sparing him on, yeah. It's weird. Anyway. Uh, so that's the movie. I really enjoyed Toy Story, uh, watching it again. I haven't seen it in a few years. I've seen it to death. We've seen it to death, yeah. Um, we were kind of both kind of going, should we, do we have to rewatch it? But rewatching it again as an adult, it's gone, wow, there is some deep, deep stuff oh, yeah. in this kid's movie. Um, the one part that I found, uh, not the one part, the one thing I found most interesting was that I still know all the words. Oh, yeah. Because it was one of those films that my mum bought on videotape and we had like a handful of them we had a bunch of disney films yeah. and they were like 10 bucks each at the time at like movie land or whatever yeah and um yeah no we watched it it was that one uh empress new groove watched to death oh really uh the lion king yeah and oh. aladdin so i can pretty much say if i watch them i can speak along with the film yeah in sync really yes <laughs> uh but it's been a while no, uh, I I would have to say that Toy Story because I had a younger brother who was two years old at the time, three years old. Mm-hmm. So it was such a that and the Lion King were on constant repeat. So I know it word for word, line yeah. for line. Yeah. So you know, I, I sort of it, even though I'm wasn't probably I was the demographic that it was aimed out so I kind of grew up with this movie 100% same yeah. like to me it is not my favorite animated film of that era yeah um what is yours of that era of that era um hands down it, well, well anything Disney musical Beauty and the Beast being my favorite with was Aladdin really? yeah Aladdin's mine yeah easy one by a large margin I love that film yeah. I even watched it recently like earlier this year that movie's still great. Yeah. Everything about it. 
Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried is Iago. Uh, Tim Curry. No. Is it Tim Curry? No, he's not. Who is it? For who? Um, Jafar. Jafar. Have no idea. It's Tim Curry, isn't it? No, it's not Tim Curry. Wait, I only looked this up. God, there are people listening going, Caelan, why? It's got to be. I think you'll find it's actually Jonathan Freeman. Excellent. <laughs> I always thought it was Tim Curry. I don't know why. No. Well, and Naveen Andrews was in a version of it? Oh, oh. no. For Once Upon a Time, the TV show. Yeah. He's, he's um, uh, the character from Lost. Yes, he is. Oh, what's his name? What's the character's name? I'm going to be so mad if I don't remember his character in Lost. I'm going to say like Saeed. It's Saeed, Saeed. Yes. No, it is. But he's also, I use this every, <laughs> he's um, the guy from um, the Grindhouse film that Robert Reese did. Is that the one with Rose Gellin with the Yeah, with the gun, gun on gun foot. You know, I've never watched that, but I've watched it. It's really fun. Death what? Proof to Death. Death Proof's great, but watch the Robert Rodriguez one as well. I've never watched Planet Terror. Planet Terror. Yeah. Because uh, Saeed's character is literally this mercenary that collects testicles. Excellent. His, his line is constantly, I want your balls. <laughs> Anywho, we're talking about Toy Story 2. Uh, so here we go. We're talking about Toy Story. Mm-hmm. The All first right. one, 1995. There we go. And uh, let's check out some of the reviews. Now, this was an incredibly highly reviewed film. Um, forever. Forever and ever and ever. Yes. Yes. It is a... Uh, it's basically the film from Pixar, right? Yeah. Well, this is what really started Pixar is uh, as an animation studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so the re- reviews are, of course, absolutely gobsmackingly smiling across the board. Rotten Tomatoes says it's 100% on the tomato meter yeah. with an audience score of 92%. Yeah. We've talked about Rotten Tomatoes before. What does that score mean? Absolutely nothing. Well, it means something. It means something. It's uh, at, You were talking about it the other day. It's an average... If it's over 70%. Yeah, so if a, if a reviewer gives it 70%, yeah, they counted. rate that as fresh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's based on how many reviewers have rated it over 70%. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, so if a movie is below that, so that does not mean the movie is great. Yeah. It just means a lot of people have rated it 70%, or I think it's 65 or something like that. Or more. Or more. So it's got a good audience rating and a yeah. reviews rating. Uh, and the other review is, of course, from IMDb, owned by Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yes, it is 8.3 out of 10. And this is from 985,000 reviews. reviews. That's right. Um, so yes, it is highly reviewed. Watching this film again, it's deserving. Yeah, this movie uh, deserves its review. And um, you can see why it's on the list, because this is the very first CGI movie. This is what changed the game. Um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is also on this 100 best films list, and that's because it's the first animation feature. Can you say that name again for me? Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Okay, no, you're cool. No, I just know certain people that say dwarves weirdly. Oh, okay. They go, dwarves. (laughs) Dwarves. And it drives me insane. Oh, okay. Um, So, so yeah, it, it deserves its place on the list, and it is considered a... A, a classic film too, mm-hmm. in, in regards to technique and technology 100%. and breaking barriers. In yeah, uh, it made three hundred seventy-three million dollars worldwide in its cinematic release, and then probably billions and billions more in the videotape <laughs> market. Yeah, um, because it, they would be selling them in packages, wouldn't they? In trilogy sets, I think they were selling it in the duo because we had Toy Story one and two. So, yeah, 
uh, in the duo set, uh, but it also won only one Academy Award, which was the Special Achievement Award. Yeah. Um, so good for Toy Story for that. Yes. What a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder who, I'm just going to quickly look, who did win um, the Academy Awards for uh, Best Film? Of that year. Yeah, because I remember this was at that time where like early 90s movie awards, the Academy Awards were nominated were mostly for, um, you know, things like not animation but best film. Because remember we were talking about Pocahontas? Yeah, like like, um, like animation films would only get nominated for the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, would yeah, only, yeah. and maybe would be screenplay. Yeah, see, I told you, Academy Awards, Nicolas Cage, Academy Award winner. Everyone forgets that. Yeah, for leaving Las Vegas. That's the film I keep bringing up. This is why he's still employed. Uh, Kevin Spacey, Usual Suspects. Right, He's not a usual suspect anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Susan Saranwrap. That was her birthday the other day. Was it really? Susan Dead Man Saranwrap. This is 1996, by the way. Uh, Mia Sorvino. Mighty Aphrodite. I've never heard of that film. Never heard of that movie. Wow. Uh, so, Best Cinematography, Braveheart. You know what? It won Best other Picture. Films, yes. It won Best Picture. It's a great film. It's a great film. Absolutely uh, great film. I'm just trying to find the Best Director, Mel Gibson. For Braveheart. Braveheart. Rambling racist, but Academy Award winner. Uh, I'm just seeing, is there an animated film section? Gosh, no. They didn't start... Um, what? No, no, no. They didn't have. They didn't bring animation in until the uh, early two thousands, mm. the twenty tens. Um, there was actually a famous joke at the Oscars saying Walt Disney would be rolling around in his cryogenic freezer. <laughs> now that the Academy Awards has an animation category, yeah, you're right. This the, is crazy. The only animation to be nominated outside of the actual animation award was Beauty and the Beast. In 1992. And all the Disney stuff from the early days. Um, no, they've never been only... Oh, you, I remember you saying thing, yes. Yeah. Can we just uh, go back a bit? Have we said that this is Pixar's full-length feature film? Yes, because the first one was um, the little toy or something like that? Uh, a toy boy? soldier, which I think toy soldier was based on that. But Pixar, before they became Pixar, worked with George Lucas for Light and Magic. So mm. they did the special effects for... Um, a whole bunch of movies, actually. A whole bunch of stuff at the time that I'm not going to research. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I've had my list, but I forgot where I put it. But, yeah, they started off as just doing little, little special CGI mm. effects. And they they did the amazing animation sequence in Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. with the, the ballroom scene, oh, Aladdin, yeah, when they're going through the yeah, Cave of Wonder, yeah, 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 yeah. all that. So they had to make goodwill with Disney before Disney said, okay, now you can go and make your own film. Fair enough. Uh, let's look at the cultural impact. Uh, so animation, of course. Animation. Ruined, anim- ruined cartoon hand-drawn Hand animation Hand forever. Hand-drawn is gone forever. Thank you, forever. Toy Story. Uh, it also influenced a lot of adult cartoons. This, is, uh, this would have to be the reason the Shrek series mm-hmm. is around. Um, I mean, there were a lot of uh, cartoons that were aimed at adults previously. Fritz the Cat comes to mind. I'm gonna name the. This is not the. This is not being me being racist. The film is called Coonskin, mm. uh, a cult classic film. Um, a lot of a lot of animation. Oh, the heavy metal film. Oh yeah, yeah. right. That was all animated. Uh, but this was one aimed at kids, but was still a bit more like tongue in cheek adult because you had a lot of stuff like We're Back. Remember the dinosaur story? Oh yeah, that was that. That was DreamWorks early yeah. days. Secret of Nim. It had really dark, oppressive themes, but it was still very much oh, the Charles Central dialogue. Park. I remember as <sighs> well. Gully. Uh, I would have to say for me, um, this was also the beginning of the end of the Disney rena- Renaissance period 
or the the Disney musical. I don't know. Yeah, because, because they had um, what did they have after this? So they had Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Then they would have went Mulan, Hunchback, yeah, and I Hercules. Think, I think Hunchback of Notre Dame is the death of Disney singing movies. It's the last one, the last good one. But, well. That's debatable. Uh, it is the last, 100% for sure. Oh, no, not 100% for sure, because yeah. they had others in the yeah. future. But because they did the whole soundtrack thing. Remember the Tarzan film? Yeah, Phil Collins. They had Phil Collins doing singing over everything. There was no character moment where there was singing, singing. Yeah, I, I yeah. was really disappointed when I watched Tarzan for the first time because I was going, why aren't they breaking out into song? When they start doing their little um, improv dance beat mm. in, in the camp. I was getting really excited because I was like, finally, there's a song. No, then Phil Collins started singing again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this this really, I think once this movie came out, um, Pixar, uh, what Disney changed. Oh, big time. Disney big time. changed um, what their audience wanted. 100%. Uh, which was bad for them. Yeah, they had Treasure Planet. It's a great movie. No, oh, was it Treasure Planet? Atlantis. Atlantis. Was Atlantis and then Treasure Planet. Uh, Lilo, and, Lilo and Stitch. That was that was at their lowest. People forget this. They almost went bankrupt thanks to Treasure Planet. Yeah, so they it had to... It was a film that almost destroyed them. It's a good film, but I think... It's kind of... It's average. It's, it is not a great film because you compare it... If you look at Disney classics, yeah. Treasure Planet is rarely on that list. Atlantis is barely. Uh, because it's at that... It's the the point where they've almost died... All right. Uh, well, we've talked enough about Toy Story to last a lifetime. Let's have a little look at what some other people have said about this classic film with my favorite segment, Voices from the Void. I actually think half of these are fake, but we'll go with it. These are from various no, places on the internet? I, I totally agree, but I also think they're trolls as well. I don't think so. We'll, we'll see. I No, well, well... No, because people have varying opinions. Just because something's popular doesn't mean people can't like dislike it. Of course. Yeah. We're allowed to, yeah. Uh, except for that last one. But, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so these are bad f- film reviews. So this comes from, uh, this is what I found on IMDb. The reviewer was called Honest Reviews. Uh, and he says, Once you take these plot holes into account, the conclusion is that the film sucks and is a really poor movie. Honestly, how could anyone like it? An interesting idea that just falls flat. And also the final question that's never addressed is, why can't toys, toys reveal themselves alive to humans? It's never explained and I don't get why. Poor film, one star, awful. Sounds like Sheldon Cooper wrote that review. It sounds like a film snob yeah. who's just in the middle of like media studies in uni. Yeah. Right? And he's doing a writing class and he's picking on a freaking kid's film because it's it's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Or he's been marked low and he's like, I hate this film. This is... I didn't get it because when I was a kid, I never had toys. <laughs> why, do, why, why can't the toys reveal they're alive to humans? Uh, because it ruins the... Like I said, we've got some theories. Yeah, later. yeah. We'll, we'll get, get to there. that in a second. Yeah. Winner 55 says, Gaudy bit of CGI fluff pretending to be a children's classic, only in the dreams of the cynical and the dead. Oh, my God. This, this review came out two years ago, I believe. That is a distraught student. Well, that's the thing. If a lot of things that came out in the past that blew our minds graphically yeah. and visually... Don't hold up. Yeah, of course. So if someone 
Yeah, who's probably 18 years old, who's applying for film school. Or less. This could have been just a teenager. Oh, teenager. Of course yeah. they were going to call it. It's it's stiff. It's wooden. Yeah. yeah. When it's, for us, for the demographic that actually saw it the first time, it's like, yeah. this is amazing. Have you actually seen gaudy art? No. It's actually uh, an architect. That's why when people say something is gaudy... Ah, they mean the architect. Because his art was crazy. His architectural work is insane. Yeah. And it looks like an eyesore, but it's now being realised as, like, a thing of beauty. Yeah. So if you look at his art, like, this is an apartment. These these are the um, little uh, outside areas of the apartment. that kind of style is in animation now. Oh, 100%. If you look at... um, uh, inside Out and stuff like that. It's very, yeah. uh, very. Um, what's the term? Fractals. Yeah, it's fractals. Yeah, no, but he does weird, insane art, and like there's a cathedral there, and that's where the term Gordy fr- comes from because people thought it was ugly architecture, so yeah. they call it Gordy. So they'd reference something that they didn't like as it being Gordy. Yeah, yeah. That cathedral's amazing. It's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. So is all of this. Look at this. Yeah. This is a freaking lounge room. Yeah, that's doesn't that look fun. amazing? That looks fun. Yeah. So uh, Gordy, maybe you should rethink it. There's a bit of history from your history of me and Caleb. All right, let's have a look at. Uh, so when I'm 55, you're a dum dum. Uh, this is Mikester 08. I don't think this movie did anything for animation, and the Hungarian animation of the 90s is more important than this piece of Windows 95 trash. Someone's a film school student. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm thinking a lot of film school stuff. Someone's a film school student has just discovered foreign stuff. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden their brain's like, there's no way it could be better than this particular microcosm thing that I like. Yeah. It's like um, when anime fans get upset when you've criticised their their favourite anime, their favourite anime, because yeah. it's like it's so different than normal cartoons. No, it, it, man, it's bad. That I wonder if they're making reference to um, the Princess and the Cobbler. Uh, is it Hungarian? I'm not quite sure. I don't think it is. I don't think it it's is. It's not but, in the slightest. In fact, it no. is um, one of the most famous animes of all time. Did that? Uh, Bluth. Yeah. Really? Yes. It's it's such a wild... I remember watching that going, this is crazy. The, on YouTube, there is a super cut of it. Where yeah. he Someone found his old... Before he died, they found his old um, uh, cells. Oh, okay. Yeah. And actually reconstructed the film as it should have been. Yeah. And it is like a fever dream. It, well, it, even the final product that you see is a fever dream. It is. It it's, is it's truly so dazzling. so crazy. Yeah. For, in terms of animation, doing... 3D with just pencils is amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Robert E. Lee from July 2021 says, yes, the Robert E. Lee. The Robert E. Lee. Uh, He says, this film fills me with more rage than the burning of Atlanta. I can't believe this was a movie that was actually made. Although... Buzz Lightyear can take me to infinity and beyond. See how I think all of these are That was just one, though. The rest seem like idiots who have no idea about, you know, because you dislike something, right? And because you think you have a high level of stuff, you should still appreciate what's available. Yes. Yeah. It'd be unfair to compare, uh, I don't know, the Teletubbies to... um, Bluey. Uh, well, no, no, I wasn't. I was going to say to like something completely different. Yeah. Like to the Godfather. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that is a yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. yes, it's it's silly. This is what a lot of these people do. As we go over more of these films, yeah, we'll have this exact same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. 
a lot of uh, uh, movie students seeing a piece of media for the first time. A hundred percent. And thinking, oh uh, no, they it's found trash. out that they're allowed to be critical. Yeah. Yeah. So they're critical of everything. everything. <laughs> God. All righty. Let's look at some fan theories. Yes. Uh, did you do your research, by the way, for the fan fiction? No. Dang it. Because I will never, ever um, be against fan fiction in all its terrible forms. Why no? But it's fun to poke fun at it. Like, get, some of the Toy Story fan fiction would have been freaking amazing. I'm sure a lot of them were. Lemons. L- lemons and limes. I'm we should sure. have watched. We should have found the lemons. Um. I'm sure there would have been plenty of plenty of Andy growing up and realizing his toys are alive and he's a young boy exploring his body. I'm sure there are heaps. Buzz Lightyear is trying his hardest to stay still as he's put into a glass jar and yeah. Andy unbuckles his belt. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like, there's without a doubt that would be in fan fiction somewhere. All right. Uh, so we're gonna look at some fan theories for Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are this is our last segment as well. Oh, the weird fan theories. Yeah, weird fan theories. theories yeah. So there's our last segment for it. So we'll just go through a couple of these. Uh, there's millions for Toy Story, would you believe? Yeah. Uh, we won't have this for the every mil- movie, obviously. Yeah. Like, the next movie is Yankee Doodle Dandy. Who the hell is sitting around Making discussing fan theories? theories about that. Well, we might be surprised. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Uh, the first one, I'll just I'll read the first one and do the next one. Buzz is just Don Quixote. Do you know who Don Quixote is? It's a famous uh, Mexican story. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not familiar with the story, but I know that it's a popular one. Uh, so I'm just going to read this fan theory verbatim. This may be silly, but I also noticed that Buzz Lightyear shares some similarities with Don Quixote. Buzz Lightyear was certainly uh, certain he was a space commander, while Quixote swore he was a knight. Moreover, Buzz realized he was a toy when he saw a commercial featuring his toy model, while Quixote had a similar realization when he found a book depicting his adventures. So Don Quixote is a... So it's actually a modern story. Yeah. Right? It's not set in some ancient time. No. He's a weirdo that reads romance novels. Yeah. And he gets so flustered with them that he goes insane and believes that he is a knight and he makes up this woman in his head yeah. that he has to rescue. And he brings along his mate, who's also a horse, and they travel around and they fight things like windmills that he thinks are giants and uh, dogs and stuff. And it's about... Despite the the moral of the story is that despite insanity or how you feel, that chivalry will ring true. Okay. Right. That's what Don Quixote is. The second one's even insane, but we won't go into that. Uh, but yeah, Buzz is deluded. Yeah. And he thinks he's fighting the bigger fights, and that he's um it's, he's a fish out of water basically. Yeah. Uh, and that's what his character is. So yes, I can see the similarities. Yeah. I can see the similarities, but yeah, I don't think it's. Well, what did they say? Yeah, well, they do. They do share some similarities, but I, yeah. Yeah, but the, well, that, that's a theory. That's that a theory. It's based on Don uh, uh, They're saying that's what they're saying they're based on. I mean, I can see where you could put two and two together, yeah. but. It's a, well, it's a theory. That's it's a, a theory. theory. Uh, um, one? Another one is the, to- the toys don't come alive until they are played with. Uh, so, yes, the toys don't come alive until they're played with. Yeah. What do you think? So that means that when they're in their toy boxes, they've been made. Yeah. The magic of childhood yeah. brings, brings them, them to alive. Life. Yeah. How do you feel about that? That there are these sleeper cells just hidden away. But there's a problem with this theory. I've just realized. Yes, that they can't be conscious without, with thought. No, it's Toy Story 2. 
there's the scene where Buzz goes to the toy store and there's and all, all these buzz buzzes. Yes. And they're all alive and waiting for him. Yep. So there's a huge issue with yeah. this theory. So that might that might have been made that theory might have come around along for, for part, part one, one. Just, just part one. Yeah. That makes sense though. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see that. Uh, and the next theory is, and this is really interesting. Um, the next two are really interesting, actually. Yeah. Uh, the first movie is a metaphor for Andy's mother remarrying. Yeah, finding another yeah. father figure. Yeah, so it's him project Andy projecting his grievances of a new father yeah. onto his toys. Yeah. And that's why um, being replaced, right? Every, no one listening or caring about what you have to say. Yeah. Um, there's also the whole, the reason why they're moving. Oh, because the divorce of the parents. Or uh, the death of a parent, really. Well, we'll get to that in the oh, next yeah. one. <laughs> sorry, that's the next Burying one. the lead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, me, uh, yeah, could be new changes, mm-hmm. new stepdaddy. New stepdaddy. New and this is Andy still projecting his thing. Uh, and that's why we talked earlier, I believe, um, like the possibility that all of this is in Andy's head. That was yeah, another theory. That was another theory. Uh, which which doesn't, of course, none of this has any credence because what we see is what we get. Mm. Theories are just theories. Uh, until the creators actually the come show, out and say it. Yeah, everything is made up. Uh, or as some of my annoying friends have said, that the end of Lost is all just a dream, even though it's literally not. And it's shown in the show that it is not. It has an actual freaking like ending. Gripping the table. I am. Yeah, my, my knuckles he is are white. So yeah. angry. And they've literally said to me, "Oh, this is just my interpretation of the story." Then, but the creators actually said the it. creators said it was real. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> freaking drove me insane that day. <laughs> Because if you say that, oh, my interpretation then, even though the creators have said this, is completely opposite. Yeah. That's not true. I believe this. Yeah. In which case then, what's the point of a story? Yeah. Right? And in other words, That's oh, why fan fiction is created. Exactly. It's yeah. not real. Yeah. Because if you in the end disregard what the initial creation idea was, you can say that literally about anything and then morally, I guess you're in the right and you're, an, uh, you're a prick. <laughs> He said that, Sam, not me. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, another uh, theory is that the film is a representation of Dead Fathers, which was... I think it's interesting. I think oh, that's I think true. It's, it's because Because if you look at... Okay. The if, second one as well, like... I guess, yeah. And the third and the fourth. Oh, well, I haven't seen the fourth. Well, I don't know. The fourth is terrible. I've blocked it out of my mind. Yeah. The third ends so well. It's It was fantastic ending. Yeah. Um, but go on, Dead Fathers. Okay, so... In typical Disney stylings, uh, it used to be for the classic films, the mother's dead. Yes. Right? Uh, Aladdin, Pocahontas. Oh, um, Aladdin. Oh, yeah. He's, he did have a father. No, I mean, like, um, what's his name? What's her name? Jasmine. Jasmine. Who, where's the mother? The mother's gone. Cinderella, yeah, so, they're both gone. But yes, yes, I yeah, get what you mean. Dead mothers is the theme of classical Disney stuff. Yeah. Ariel. Because you'd have a uh, a young female character yeah. with a mother figure, a uh, father figure, figure, right? Um, yeah. So that way, you know, she's got the structure and safety of security, but it's about her realizing yep. who she is. Yes, that getting is the, her freedom. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's that's the normal story for Disney. Yes, they run into the arms of another man, saying she no longer is a little girl who lives mm-hmm. with her father, but it's with her husband. Which is a representation of conservative America. Yes, it is. Right, and now that. It is less, uh, Disney is less conservative. 
they've the theme is now flipped. Basically. It's now our family gives us trauma and we're going to acknowledge and it. And women are the strongest, bestest thing ever. Excellent. Yes. So uh, this is actually about dead fathers. Dead fathers. I can see that as well. Yeah, like um, Andy has no father. At we all. don't see a father figure whatsoever. And it's a mother trying her hardest to deal with this psychotic little child that only talks to his toys. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Sid from next door. Yeah. With who you know he, sees he has a mother. Yeah. And he's got a sister. sister. No father. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, these are the flip of a coin of representation of how a child would go if it was in black and white, of how uh, Andy is a socially adaptable kid. Yeah. Right? He's going down a right path. He's using his imagination to... Create m- strong male role models. Exactly. Yeah. Sid is on the flip side yeah. where because it's dis- you know destroyed him, yeah. uh, he's using his toys to create a- an overbearing power struggle yeah. for the toys themselves. He's torturing them. Yeah. You know, he's sticking weird pieces on them. He's abusing his sister verbally. Verbi- verbally. Verbally and destroying her stuff. Yeah, as well yeah. as her psychology property. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought that was rather rather an interesting idea. I would argue against that because we do see Sid's father. No, we don't. He's, isn't he in the chair when Buzz looks at the TV? No. Isn't he there? Uh, oh, why'd you have to do this? All right, we're back. Rachel's right. <laughs> For once, yay! Oh, hey, we're lots of right. Uh, we just looked at the scene again. It's when Buzz looks at this TV and he's sneaking past. There's a chair yeah. uh, with an arm sticking out of it which is supposed to imply that is Sid's father. Yes, because he's, uh, a bowling tournament was just on before it switched to the commercial. Yes, yeah. uh, which also brings up other things. Yeah, that may be what um, dead fathers, but fathers in general, like Sid doesn't have a strong male influence. Or maybe even like an abusive, abusive male. One. Yeah, yeah, so it's showing the duality between... Uh, Andy having strong male figures. Mm-hmm. We are basing this literally because in that scene itself, it's a TV on. The father is asleep in a chair. In the middle of the afternoon. Middle of the afternoon. And there are ca- empty cans everywhere. Yeah. We don't see what's on the cans. But we, can but we know what those are. Yeah. Marijuana cans. Exactly. All right. So, yeah, that's, I mean, I can So we're saying that. that he's being beaten and abused. <laughs> is what we're saying because he's torturing toys. Um yeah. So yeah, there's representation of not just dead fathers, but, fathers. but fa- bad fathering. Well, more like can't be. A, no, there's nothing worse than a bad father than a dead father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's looking about fathers and their uh, influences on our lives. Yes. Definitely. I mean that 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 holds water for me. I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. That is everything for Toy Story. Yeah. That I'm willing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I had the toys when I was a kid. I had some. I, my brother had, um, b- both of my brothers, one had a Woody doll yeah. and the other had a Buzz Lightyear. What I love about um, our generation of Toy Story watches is that we now have adult money and we can now buy those toys and put them on the back of our cars as um, decorations of them actually like they're hanging off the cars. Oh, I get you. I've seen people the, the, You've that. seen and yeah. There's quite a few in, uh, in in Darwin that have it. So I couldn't replace my Garfield suction cup sticking on the back there. Ah. Uh, I don't have that. No. I was about to say that's... Very that's, 90s. Yeah, that's very 90s. <laughs> that is even before us. Um, but yeah, it's like we said, it's a classic movie. It changed film. 
um, across the world and deserves its place on on the list. It does. So that's 99 down. Yeah. Yes. So that's... 98 that more to go. go. And uh, the next film on the list is uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy, yes. our first musical as well. I'm not looking forward to this because it feels this is going to be one of those super Americana films. I actually think this one does have blackface in it as well. Uh, then I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 1942, Yankee Doodle Dandy, James Cagney. Yep. Directed by Michael Curtis. So the next time you listen to us, please enjoy. You know what? Watch the film. Watch the film so we can have a discussion with you. That's the whole point of this. That's what I I think we do. So, yeah, we're going to be watching the film this week. Um, So, yeah, watch it along with us and give us... Yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, we are being a little bit more active on our social I media. Saw. You saw? Yeah. I actually logged into the computer, uh, not realizing that it was on our account. Yeah. And I just started liking random things on Twitter. <laughs> that's, that's how you got to do it. Um, so, yes, you can find us at Lit Just Filler uh, for Twitter and Instagram. And for those old school millennials who don't want to move on from social media platforms, Tumblr as well. <laughs> yes. And Bebo. All right, Bevo. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us this week for Literally Just Filler. Yes. Say the tagline. Thank you for wasting some time with she us. did it. All right, uh, Yankee Dill Dandy. Do you know anything about this? I know it's a musical, and I know it's famous and popular enough for my father to know who the lead actor was Great. and to know oh, what... Oh, James Wong? the cinematography I actually know who that is oh really yeah he's famous for doing um, a lot of the black and white stuff and then he like cinematography was out the ass supposedly okay yeah he developed a lot of filming techniques nice yeah. so I'm not quite sure why this movie is on the list at the moment but after I watch it maybe we'll go oh that makes sense that's why it's on the list obviously if we're going on that it must be cinematography Yes, I think I, th- I actually do think so. Yeah, it's look, Cammy Award winner James Wong Howe. Yeah, so. there we go. Yeah, twice for the Rose ha- Tattoo and HUD. HUD. That's why I know it because I know HUD. Yeah, excellent. God, look at that poster. Paul Newman is HUD. He's so handsome. Have you seen Cat on the Hot Tin Roof? No. He's very good looking. The man very with the barbed wire soul. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening and wasting some time with us. We'll be back as soon as we can. As soon as we can. Bye. Bye. Bye.